This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to a Monday edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle of 105.3 The Fan, joined by EP Ringside, Shap Shots, D Magazine, and more. Sean Shapiro after a mighty Stars overtime victory, the Jake Ottinger show. I mean, we talk about the guy, you know, when you have Jake Ottinger on your team, you can go places, and we certainly kind of saw that on Saturday night. How are you a Saturday afternoon, kind of an afternoon evening tilt because it went into OT. How are you, my friend? I'm good. I'm doing really well. It's a, it's a good Monday. The sun's shining. Um, just actually got back from the uh, stars morning skate and in, in, in up here in Detroit. And uh, it's uh, we're down to the final four days of the regular season. And it's a, uh, it's a, it's a, I'm looking forward to watching a good hockey game tonight too against uh, Dallas versus Detroit, where the Stars are in that spot where it's it's the it's the race for the top of the Central and uh, kind of bearing. I mean, and I'm happy to promote and talk about too. We and to you talk about the Stars universe. Uh, me and Stephen Meserve, who does great work covering the Texas Stars at 100 Degree Hockey, uh, have gone and self-published a book about the Texas Stars with. Uh, your boy Curtis McKenzie writing yes. a wonder a wonderful forward. Curtis, uh, I'm I'm gonna say this. Um, obviously, I want people to go read the book. Uh, we made the real simple. The name of the book is "We Win Here: The Definitive Essays You Need About the Texas Stars." Um, the book is the "We Win Here." Come, it's a it calls back to in the Texas Stars locker room. They have a it's big print written on the wall in the Texas Stars locker room. We win here, which is. For minor league sports, as you know, Gavin, a lot of times it's there's the question of development and winning, and the Stars and the Texas Stars have always focused on making sure they win in Cedar Park. And um, should read the book. It's it's got a it's a kind of a passion project that Stephen and I had and we put together. But for all those reasons alone, I'm telling you, people should go buy the book because of the foreword Curtis McKenzie wrote. Normally, and I've done, and I, I've written a, another book before, and I, I've, I've worked with athletes on forwards before. Normally, it becomes the athlete just kind of talks to you, and then you kind of write it, and you give it back to them. And But this one was Curtis going through himself, writing it page by page, really passionate about how much the Texas Stars have meant to him, how much Cedar Park has meant to him and his family. Um, he talked about how he ch- he made the decision to sign with the Texas Stars um, instead of continuing to chase an NHL career. He he decided he picked Texas. He picked the Texas Stars over potential NHL contracts. Great, um, great read from Curtis. Um, I'll be I'll be slightly I'll I'll, I'll I'll slightly cool the temperature. I'll give him myself praise, but it's a pretty good book, and I think people should should read it. 
uh, go to check out uh, wewinhere.com is the website where it'll take you straight to the link. And uh, I mean, what other place in the world, what, what other, uh, what other, what other, what other AHL franchise is getting a 30,000 word book written about them? I can't, I, yeah. I, I don't, I, he can't, I can't think of any. So I can't wait. Can't wait to dive into it. Can't wait to have Curtis on. We win here.com. Yes. Uh, that sounds like a really, really cool thing. And if you haven't heard from Curtis McKenzie yet, can't wait to bring him to you here on spits and suds. Great personality, lots of stories and uh, a guy that's kind of, uh, setting the table for some of the young stars uh, coming through with how to do it and uh, how to act and how to get to practice on time. Those kinds of things. Curtis McKenzie, I, I would not be surprised if uh, he becomes the, would I be correct? The second Texas star hung in the rafters when this is all said and done. Well, that's uh he definitely right now. And then it's, there's a, it's like, there's a great discussion about this in the book. Actually it's right now, Travis Morin's number is the only one retired for Texas star for the Texas stars and deservedly so, but um, we make the case where there is definitely a missing space right now in the rafters where the Texas stars need to retire. Max Fortunas is number 18. Oh um, yeah. Because uh, with what Max Fortunas meant to that franchise and how, and even before he came back as an assistant coach, the way he helped set the stage for so many young defensemen and was the captain of the team when they won the championship in 2014. So there's, there's definitely uh the Texas stars and the stars in general need to retire number 18 down in the AHL level. And uh, once that's done, then uh, Curtis can appropriately be the third player to have to, to have number 16 hoisted the rafters in Texas, because he's meant a ton to that franchise. Um, I, I think people miss a lot of th- times. I think people miss how important those guys are. So many times people will look at like, Oh, prospects. And they look at the AHL kind of like this, this black box where the draft happens, we put prospects in and then they come out and the other side is NHL players. And I think too often we miss the AHL veterans and coaches that take and push and create these other development spots that players don't have to learn at the NHL level. Um, I had a really good conversation with Thomas Harley about that this morning, actually, after this, after the stars skated here in Detroit, um, Harley was, we were talking just about kind of learning the example of, of how to be a pro, how to live on your own, all these little things he learned because of his time in Cedar Park. And then also the things he learned by having the opportunity in Texas this year to, to, to find the difference and, and, it was a really interesting, and probably I'll probably write something more about this later this week, probably over at Chap Shots. But it was a really interesting conversation with Harley of talking about the. He said the difference, the thing that he had to start to understand, and he learned it in the AHL this year, and he got the confidence to kind of be ready for it. But he had to learn about the one percent, and that's the way he phrased it: the one percent of succeeding in the NHL. In the NHL, 99% of the time, players are in the right position. They're taking the right routes. They're making the right reads. 99% of the time. It's the 1% of the time where someone has, someone is out of position. Someone takes the wrong read. Someone, it's the 1%. That's when goals are scored. And that's, and, and, and Harley was very, uh, it was, it was very, he talked, he was, he didn't, he told me he really didn't appreciates the wrong word but he didn't really have the full grasp of how much you need to master that 
1% of things so you can actually succeed in the NHL. And he learned that by kind of, he got a little bit of that from talking to guys like Curtis McKenzie, who are our leaders down there and, and have, and know the difference. And, and it's, it's the Texas stars have been a success story for this, for the Dallas stars for a while. Um, the amount of, the amount of players that have te- that Texas or the Dallas has developed because who maybe didn't come in for a franchise that hasn't had the greatest drafting history. There's the drafting history recently has been better, but there's a stretch of some lean draft years. And some of the things that the stars still got out of some of those leaner drafts, uh, it's a success to what they've done in Texas. And it really is the slogan. We win here. Like it's, it's, I love that that's part of the mentality of the stars organization. Cause there are other AHL and NHL franchises where winning is not the priority. Just like the, for just for example, it's the whole reason last week we had the drama with the Chicago wolves talking about going independent and, and going without an NHL affiliate that next year, because the Carolina hurricanes model that according to uh, uh, the, the GM of the wolves was becoming more about just prospects and then winning games. And I love that Dallas and Texas have committed to winning games and bringing the right guys in to help those prospects play in meaningful games. Like Maverick Bork uh, had yes. five, five goals this past weekend, right? Yes. Maverick Bork wasn't that guy earlier in the season. He needed the no. time. He needed that time to get to here. And now Maverick Bork will have a, be able to will be ready for the playoffs because early in the season when he was struggling and he was figuring the game out, Curtis McKenzie was there. The the Curtis McKenzies of the world were there to allow him to have that time. And I love the way Dallas and Texas approach the AHL and, and think about it that way. You know, I was going to say, you know, obviously Stankoven is the flashy prospect, but with the second half Maverick Bork's putting together, um, interesting to see how, you know, he'll do in the AHL playoffs and mm-hmm. as well as training camp next year about possibly finding a spot on this roster. Yeah, he'll be in the discussion. I mean, obviously, Stankoven is the one that is everyone is primed and expecting to, but I think Maverick Bork has a bit of the, uh, it's kind of a bit of the forgotten one just because he had, is, is just because he wasn't, he came from the, he came from the queue. He's yep. not, he doesn't have the WHL. He doesn't, he doesn't have the, Memorial Cup platform, and just because he's had a little bit of a learning curve in the AHL, I think he kind of gets forgotten. But he's a playmaker, Maverick Bork, I think, who will be actually more effective at the NHL level than he is at the AHL level. Because I think once he plays with better overall talent, I think he'll actually be more successful. I, th- I think that's the type of player Bork is, um, and. He's been great lately. Obviously, I just saw the news before we hopped on here is the AHL player of the week last week. And so um, the Stars prospect pool is fun right now. And that is that's 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 exciting to, to say. It's exciting to hear because you you look at the long term vision for this team and you see the path. And there are a lot of NHL teams where there might be one or two prospects where you're like, Hey, if this guy makes it, maybe we have something, but with Dallas, you just see all these like higher, I don't know, proof of life 
lottery tickets in the prospect pool that you think are going to pan out. And it's, it's a real, it's a nice thing to look at because obviously the team is good. They're moving in the right direction. You've got, you've got some guys who are part of the young core. Miro's still young. Robertson's still young. But then you also have that second wave that's going to show up and you can see it. It's, it's a really, it's a really healthy franchise right now. And I think sometimes we don't give that, give it enough credit for what they've built here because um, it, it's, it's, it's a testament to what Jim Neal has done with his time in Dallas. I know that there are some decisions that you can question that Jim's made and everything like that, but overall the stars are in a very good spot for tomorrow, long-term in general. Yeah, absolutely. And when Sean points out, when he says the Q, um, just to point everything in the junior leagues, there are so many junior leagues. Yes, yes, there are out there. <laughs> so <laughs> we have the USHL, we have the WHL, we have the Ontario Hockey League. And the Q is the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, if I got that correct. So, yep, yes, you the, do. The Q in the past has had kind of a knock on it as far as lots of points, but you know, can that translate to NHL levels? Uh, so that's when Sean brings up the Q. That's what uh, he was uh, talking about. It's so, uh, it's 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 funny what becomes uh, like general like knowledge for for me. Like I yeah. like I, I really appreciate you if you if you so you, you going back to that because it is something. It's 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 funny how there's certain things that become just like oh that's that's standard and then it's good that sometimes get lost so i appreciate no. you the, the the pullback on that one for me <laughs> I, I think i think you know that's one of the things i try to remind myself like listen stars fans this is your podcast and we don't want to talk over your head and sometimes sean says things candidly that i'm like wow i never knew that because sean <laughs> is just uh you know just an encyclopedia of knowledge and at the same time what I want to do sometimes is stop down and explain why things happen because it's important that we're all educated in this process because once again, the one of the points of this podcast, not just to bring you stars um, information and hockey on a regular basis as far as uh, hockey chatter, it, it's also to inform and educate uh, so that we can be as an educated fan base like uh, you know, an original six fan base who has been around uh, a lot longer. So uh, that's just a, a little insight. So you, speaking of insight, you were in the room today. Take us inside. You, you, you talked mm-hmm. to Thomas Harley. What was the room like? How are they feeling as far as, you know, going in with three games left? Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it was, for one, it was kind of good for me to connect, reconnect with some of the players who have covered there for such a long time. Um, I had to, Radic Fox, uh, I was talking with Ty Delandria and I were explaining Michigan geography to Radic Fox because uh, obviously, and I don't expect Radic's from from Czechia. I don't I don't expect Radic to know Michigan geography, but like Ty Delandria, you hold your hand up. Uh, no, but Ty did actually. Ty okay, Delandria, good, good, good. Because Ty played. Uh, Ty Delandria played for Flint, right? Flint, and so yeah. he's got a so he's got a bunch of people driving down from Flint. Uh, to Detroit tonight to to watch the game. His, his billets, uh, some of the old, some his, his billets, some of the other uh, people that he got to know when he was living there, coming down there. Uh, it's 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 a team that is very happy with where they are. It's also a team that like obviously they, they want to win the division. They want to beat catch Colorado, but I also look at the stars and you get the feeling from the team where they're not worried about what spot they are when they go in. 
they're more worried about just kind of closing the season out strong down the stretch, um, figuring, getting, getting some things together just that, so you have that everything kind of clicking when the playoffs start literally, I mean, Gavin playoff hockey a week from tonight, man, isn't that exciting? Like it's like, it's exciting. And, and you have, uh, it was just, it's a, at the same time, it was also another really cool thing. And the stars tweeted a picture of it, um, of, uh, Jake Ottinger's using a new mask right now this week, um, for a uh, long time stars equipment manager. Um, the, uh, Dennis, Dennis Sotart, whose nickname is, is, uh, well, sorry, then Dennis is the one who designed it, but, um, longtime stars head equipment manager, Steve Sumner Sudsy is retiring after this season. And, uh, they debut Jake Ottinger's debuting a new mask tonight that uh is a is a tribute to to Sudsy and it's really cool it's got it's got it's got it's got kind of it's got the name of every goalie that Sudsy has worked with in his career on the mask it's got the um it's got some of the touch points of some of the iconic goalie masks in Stars history there's the when Chuck, there's the Chuck Norris on the mask from when Kari Lettinen had it. There's Marty Turco's gargoyle. There's, uh, they've got the, they've got the winter classic logo that, that Bishop wore on his, and they've got the Eagle from Ed Belfour in addition to the Ottinger's Otter there. So kind of a cool, just like kind of a cool yeah. thing to watch tonight. I hope the broadcast does a good job of zooming in on it because it's a, it's a cool tribute to, stars goaltending history and to an equipment manager who's just been part of the fabric of the team and he's gonna that's gonna retire at the uh that's gonna and, and that's gonna that will be retired at the end of this at the end of this season so um overall the stars are it's a relaxed group at a tense time which is the sign of a good team and i think that's something that you should relish and it's also a team that's kind of I, I would bet, especially because I've seen like literally on Saturday, um, Sidney Crosby scored his 1,500th career point in Detroit on Saturday. Joe Pavelski sitting at 999 points right now for his career. Like I would, I would, I would make a pretty good bet that Joe Pavelski has a point tonight and hits a thousand for his career. It just feels like that type of day for the Stars right now. So unfortunately, the LA Kings and the Ducks did not help us last night. The the mm-hmm. Quacks almost did, but uh, unfortunately, <laughs> they lost in overtime to the Avalanche. So the Avalanche continue on. Um, you mentioned next Monday. My goal would be, and I know it doesn't matter as much, and but I really like having those four games at home if necessary. Mm-hmm. If it goes the distance, I'll always take a game seven at home. Well, and it looks like... Um... So the stars, I believe, just have to win tonight, right? I think to at least, uh, I think the stars have to double check this, but I believe the stars just have to win tonight to lock up home ice in the first round. And it's the Minnesota Wild seem to have accepted that already. I saw before we hopped on the Minnesota Wild tonight um, are likely locked into third in the division. So they're sitting, they didn't take on the trip. They didn't take Kaprizov. They didn't take Spurgeon. They didn't take Brodin. They didn't take Zuccarello. They didn't take any players on those trips. So the wild seem to be conceding uh, that they're going to be in third place. And so if you're Dallas and uh, obviously once again, you'd like to win the division either way, 
I, you love to the game seven at home is big, but to me, one of the big tone setters can be having those first two games at home, especially to start the playoffs because you'll finish up and then you get a, a good setting. You get a way to, you get to kind of control. You don't have to worry about travel. They'll play Thursday and then they won't have to travel for about a week. I think those first two games at home are always a huge advantage. Yeah. That's a, it's a great point. It, it really, I mean, that's a, you know, I mean, we've been talking about it for a while though, though it's going to be, I mean, any of these team matches, whether you face Colorado in the first round mm-hmm. or whether you face Minnesota, it's not going to be easy, but you know, you have to, you have to go through them and uh, you know, handle Detroit. I, I am interested to see um, with a victory tonight or a Minnesota loss, what changes in the roster as far as Wednesday and Thursday. And I mean, you can't, yeah. Can only chart, you know. I mean, you mentioned the other day on the podcast, you can only, you, you yeah, know, the call ups are limited, but you can, you know, put Lundquist in the lineup. You could put Hanley in the lineup. Yeah. You can try to rest some of your uh, guys. Obviously, give Ottinger some good rest. Um. So yeah, it, it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, I was actually kind of I was mildly surprised Jake Ottinger starting tonight, just from the perspective of I thought. Now I, I'm not. I don't. I'm not. I don't think it's a bad decision. I was just mildly surprised because I thought maybe they would give Otten, uh, give Wedgwood the start tonight and then have Otten, then have them split the back-to-back. I thought that might be the case. But um, it will be, if you're the Stars and you're looking at kind of how, what I, I really don't want, I really would prefer to have, uh, it, it would be nice to have Miro Heishka. I got to has Miro played has Miro played how many games has Miro played this year um there are there's there's something about as long as it's not a so it's the fact that Miro has already missed a game this year I would I would prefer him to um I would prefer for him to not play game 82 um it's it's interesting there's three there's three players who have played seven all 79 games for Dallas this year Robertson Pavelski and Ben and that tends to be a very big point of pride for players playing all 82 games. Um, and so if uh, now Jamie Ben should probably not play both games, I would prefer Jamie Ben not to, but if Jamie wants to play both games, you can't stop him. But I would love to see you play particularly on the defensive front. I would love to see be able to go one of those St. Louis games where Miro can, can sit and have just a breather. Oh, uh, and then also, so you get Nils Lundqvist in the game and then also probably sit, uh, I don't know, maybe like a Lindell or some, somebody who, or, or even a suitor, just sitting somebody just so you're using your assets available. So you're getting as much energy as possible going into the playoffs. Um, it's, I mean, St. Louis is, it's not playing for much and Dallas is in theory, not going to be playing for much either. So I don't know. It's it's uh it's an interesting it's an interesting space to see. I mean, one of the fun yeah. things to watch over the over the next three days will be how many points will Jason Robertson finish the season with? He's in 103 yeah. right now. And like yeah. I think I wanted to say something about this real quick, just because like I think we need to Jason Robertson is not underrated in any sense of the word, but I do think we sometimes forget uh we sometimes forget what we're witnessing. He is this impressive like what he does he makes it look normal and i think it's kind of made us sometimes forget 
how impressive it is. And I just sometimes I like to take a step back and remind people that we're living through an elite era and for an elite player for stars hockey with Jason Robertson. I think it's just something that I like to remind people of appreciate it because you just, it's one of those things where you'll look back three, four years from now, even longer. And you'll be like, man, that was, that was something special. Yep. And when, when needed, we're hard on Jim nil, but kudos to Jim nil. When you look at the off season contract signings of Jake Ottinger and Jason Robertson, those certainly look like good deals right now. Mm-hmm. For so sure. I think, you know, that's, we tend to sometimes, you know, only go after the general manager when bad things happen. So yeah. I wanted to stick tap to, uh, to, to Jim Nell. Well, this is an exciting time and uh, you know what, we'll be back tomorrow on spits and suds as we continue to bring more and more podcasts as hockey heats up. It's almost time. I cannot wait for next week to uh, start a couple of, uh, Quick uh, notes, uh, Erickson Eck did get injured for Minnesota, so it'll be interesting to see what his health is going to be. And the other big news for Minnesota Wild, Gustav Nyquist, who they traded for, who Sean and I wanted, um, played on Saturday. So um, interested to see how he fits in the lineup as well, as it looks like we will likely be playing the Minnesota Wild in the first round. So plug the book once again. We'll continue to plug it. but uh, Yeah, for sure. Quick plug. Yeah, check it out. As I said, the URL is real simple. Wewinhere.com. That'll take you right to it. Uh, collection of 12 uh, essays about the Texas Stars going through things like Jamie Benn's legacy from the 2010 Calder Cup playoff run to how uh, Jack Campbell's, the, the failure for Jack Campbell to really develop with the Texas Stars and Dallas Stars kind of paved the way for the, the franchise to be ready to handle things with Jake Ottinger and also, uh, my final—I uh, offer my final take on on the Julius Honka Wars. So it was. Uh, it's always there's there's a lot of there's nice. a lot of fun a lot of fun in there. Um, check it out. The name of the book again is We Win Here, and uh, it's uh, we have it. Uh, you check out the link WeWinHere.com, and that'll take you right where we have both the print cut print uh, paperback and the uh, ebook available. That sounds great, Sean. Thank you for taking us inside the locker room today. Uh, Really excited to uh, catch a game tonight, and uh, we'll recap it uh, tomorrow as well as a look ahead to uh, St. Louis on tomorrow's Spits and Suds, my friend. Have a great day. You too. Okay, so listen, guys, we're giving you more episodes, so all you need to do is press the follow button or tell all your friends, like, hey, there's a local podcast that's up in their amount of podcasts per week. We're doing it three to four times a week. We're going to be doing it, you know, as the playoffs heat up. So really excited to bring you spits and suds. So thanks to everyone for listening today. Have a great day and we'll talk to you tomorrow.